G'day and welcome to Isolate, Eight Songs of Meaning podcast. Isolate is about bringing you a unique conversation from a special guest who is a touring artist or touring roadie. I wanted to shine a light on the talented people of the arts to find out some of their most personal musical highlights and the stories behind them. The flow and effect of COVID-19 has meant cancellations of large music festivals as well as your favourite local gigs. As a result, an estimated half a million people in Australia in the music industry are currently out of work. Support Act is a charity that assists financially when the industry falls on difficult times such as this. If you enjoy the podcast today, I encourage you to make a donation if you're in a position to do so. As well as musicians, there are many people behind the scenes who make gigs happen. The sound engineer, the tour manager, the lighting designer and more. They all play a pivotal role to ensure that we as punters enjoy the best possible performance night after night. It's important to remember that these uncertain times will pass. The shows will go on and these wonderful creative people will get back to doing what they love. So let's meet the people behind the musical magic. My guest this week is Ian Kenny. Kenny is an Australian musician, best known as the vocalist in his multiple ARIA award-winning bands, Progressive Rock Masters Carnival and Modern Pop Rockers Birds of Tokyo. Kenny has toured in most continents of the world and has spent more than 20 years on the road. His bands have shared the stage with artists such as The Deftones, Cold Chisel, Muse, just to name a few. Currently at home in Perth, Kenny was kind enough to share his time with us today to give us his Isolate Eight Songs of Meaning. Please welcome Kenny. Yes! Hey! Hey! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good, you know, getting through the um, the weird, as we were just talking about before, yeah. so getting through the weird, you know, staying at home, doing my thing. Yeah, and you, you're feeling, are you feeling isolated in isolation? Really am, yeah. It's 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 been a strange thing, like, for, um, you know, I was just, we were just saying that before, like, I'm missing the whole social thing, going out and seeing friends, yeah. um, extended family, hitting the pub, just doing the norm. Um, yeah. You know, all pretty much had three tours kind of put on hold or cancelled. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm home and I'm just, I'm in the house a lot and I'm just, you know, there's no horizon of flying anywhere to go play any shows. So mm. it's just a strange time for everyone, man. Weird times. Yeah, yeah that's right. Now, I've mm. got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you just before we get yeah. into the main part of it. Now, since everyone's stuck in isolation, um, I've decided that everyone needs to have a quarantine now, I was just wondering, what's your quarantine? What's your isolation drink? Uh, I've been drinking a hell of a lot of beer since <laughs> I've been in the house. Awesome. Like a hell of a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, more than I normally do because it's just pretty chill just hanging out. It comes, I don't know, it's got to be the same way for everyone. Yeah. It comes till about, I don't know, five or six o'clock. Oh, you're going you're up still- late. I'm thinking about three o'clock. <laughs> You're still in your pyjamas, you're like, hey, I'm having a beer. (laughs) I think it's fine. I don't don't see a problem with this. (laughs) No, that's totally fine. It's totally normal in the new normal. Exactly. That's it. Let's talk about Cog another time. Um, Mm. Now, what is your favourite isolation snack or perhaps a snack that you have on the road that's always in your backpack or you have in the tour van, something like that? Well, our favourite snack so far in ISO is uh, nachos. I love nachos. (laughs) I'll eat, I'll eat nachos that's, three times a day. That's a pretty, um, like, detailed, um, like, you know, you can't make nachos easily. You need to have a few things, you know? 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I like making them. I like sort of okay. going through the layers, starting the base with the corn chips and then the choice yeah. of cheese and I get into my jalapenos. I, get, I try and make them as hot as I can. Yeah, you know? awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Now, yeah. the next – They don't go well with backpacks, though. Oh, no, I was, was, was going to say, this is definitely – mess. <laughs> this is not a tour snack that I support. This is going to be a bad time in the car. Um, now, another one we're going to let our listeners know is that obviously we are friends. We have known each other for some time. Um, Long time. Yeah. I have I've done my other episode that I've done, I asked the person how we met. So, and he didn't remember, <laughs> which, which kind of bombed a little bit. But do you recall either when we met or just uh, maybe, you know, feel free to roast me here. Uh, any memories, early memories of each other? Well, we would have met in and around Collier. Yes. So for those who, who are out there, we went to the same primary school. So. Yeah, so that, that, and to be honest, that's that's a, that's a stretch. Like I have vague memories of that, but we would have. Yeah. Um, and then sort of fast forward, you know, a bunch of years, way oh, – this is going back like I know. 10, <laughs> 10 more years – um, applying for a rental and yes. you were handling the property. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. oh my god! I actually forgot about that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, for those out you know, there, I have a I have a real job in real estate, and uh, that's my secret life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, I, we're gonna get stuck into the to the isolate the eight songs now. Um, although I think we've yeah. chosen nine because we're we're terrible at picking just one. Um, now, my first question that I had for you, what was the first song or album that you ever purchased, like piece of music? The first first record I, I, I bought I bought in Myers in, in, in the city in Perth. Yeah. Uh, Which is a large department store for those who aren't aware. <laughs> sure is. Um, in 92, wow. end of 92, I bought Nevermind by Nirvana. Oh, absolute um, banger. And it actually, and and it shifted my world. It really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a? Do you remember if it was a CD that you bought, or was it a vinyl? CD. Yeah. Yeah. CD with that classic blue artwork of the baby in the pool chasing that dollar yeah. bill or whatever is at the front. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Awesome. So good. Did you have a, a prize track off the album that you loved? Yeah. Well, the first track I came across was in blue. Oh. Um, He's the one. Yeah, and I still just love that song, man. It's just the best. Um, it is. But, it, you know, clearly uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit was getting thrashed mm. all around the place. I'm late to everything. I'm always the last to, to find now. out. <laughs> yeah, everything. So, yeah, but In Bloom, just, just an absolute banger. Yeah, it is. Uh, produced mm. by Butch Vig. The album came out in September of 91. Um, and as you know, you and I both have a very deep affinity for Nirvana. Um, I feel like we could we just do. do the whole podcast on Nirvana um, and, and sing along to everything, but I'll, I'll move on. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen you air drum the whole record. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I'll, mm. I'll let that one out there. That is true. I can. Mm. I don't know how good or accurate I am, but I definitely have um, had a few drinks. Air and, drum and air drum. shit out <laughs> Look, I could equally air drum probably in utero, bleach to a lesser extent because it's more of a muddier album. But um, thanks, I think oh, that's actually it. a compliment. 
Yeah, I actually think In Utero would, is more of a fun air drum record. Yeah, actually, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Oh, I just sure. I love Nirvana so much. Like, I just I have to get yeah. off the topic because otherwise I'll, I'll go on all night. Um, what was the first ever gig that you went to? I suppose either that you were dragged to, but probably the one that you chose yourself. <laughs> the one that I chose myself, I think me and my brother went when we were, oh, God, we were just punk, teenage punks. Uh, <laughs> it would have been Silverchair, Everclear, Body Jar, and Jebediah at okay. the centre of Perth. I need to tell you <laughs> something. This was my first gig too. Really? Yeah, dead set. Seriously. This is Yeah, it was Silverchair, yeah. Everclear, Body Jar, and Ammonia, I think. Or who did you say? Ammonia, Jebediah. Were Jebediah, there. sorry. I thought Ammonia, yeah. yeah. And it was at the Entertainment Centre. Yeah. It was the 26th yeah. of September, 1996, perhaps, or 97. Must have been 97 because the record had come out. Yes. But No, maybe it was 96. That was mine as well. That was mine. Yeah. That's yeah, so, hilarious. like, and I, I reckon that would have been, like, for anybody, any of the kids in Perth who were into, uh, of our time, like, who, who were into grunge rock, were yeah. at that show. Like, yeah. Like, it was sick. Yeah. Totally. Um, the, and you picked a song. So your your favourite song from that band of that era, you've chosen Israel's Son off the Frog Stop album, which came out in 1995. What was it about that track that just grabbed you at the time, I just thought it was one of the heaviest mm. kind of Aussie rock things happening, and I, I was just so spellbound about you know what Silverchair looked like in headlights to me. Up, and I was just like, wow, they're just like the the best thing, and they just sounded like a band way bigger than anything I'd heard from yeah. Australia, only because it was just in my sort of in my zone in my pocket. So yeah. they were huge. They were awesome. I probably would have gone if I from that gig. I should have gone. I could have gone with um, "Heroin Girl" by. Oh, uh, I love that song. Um, I used clear, to yeah. know a girl. So she had <laughs> two pierced nipples and a black tattoo. Yeah. We drink that Mexican beer. We live on Mexican food. I wish I could go back. <laughs> get back in town. Yeah, that's an absolute banger. As well, you know it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, I can't believe we're at the same show. That Well, actually, of course, I can believe it because we go to all the same shows, but that's amazing because I was like, I think I was about 12 or 13 and I, I was in the seats because I had to get my cousin to take me because I was too young to go. My mum wouldn't take me. <laughs> I just thought it was... Same. We were in seats, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I wore, yeah. like, army pants and, like, um, and a midriff top because that was the cool thing with, like, big, heavy combat boots so awesome. I thought it was so cool. Um, oh, me and my brother just rocked up in like Wildcats tracksuits, just matching. Like, Mat- matching? Oh my God. And you would have been all tall and awkward too. Still am. Still am tall and awkward. Bl- blocking the view for all us short people. Thanks a lot. Um, now, yeah. speaking of being a kid, who would you say was your biggest influence on you musically when you were younger? It would it would probably came from the home. It'd be you know a bit of a mix between mum yep. and dad. Mm-hmm. I reckon uh, mum played a lot of um, kind of female singers and 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 and, and a whole bunch of stuff like uh, the Eurythmics, awesome, uh, and stuff like that with Annie Lennox. And it's just I just thought it was super super cool. Yeah. Um, Did you have a, a, a prize track of theirs that you loved? 
Probably Sweet Dreams. Yeah. yeah. It's just iconic. It's a classic. Sweet and then, dreams are made yeah, dad, dad turning me on to things like um, Creedence Clearwater and stuff a little later on, yeah. which is the first time I heard John Fogarty and what and how he wrote and what he did with songs. And I was just like, wow. I actually, it was so weird. I, I didn't know what to make of that stuff. I didn't realize how sort of much there was to CCR. I, I still think they're awesome. Yeah, they're amazing songwriters. I did a bit of research. Uh, Fortunate Son came out in 1969. Really? Yeah, which blew my mind. It's off an album called Willie and the Poor Boys, um, which Mm -hmm. blew my mind because the songs, I mean, I I listened to Fortunate Son, which is the song that you chose, but, um, you know, a few other tracks came on. I'm like, it's so timeless. You would never have picked the year that this came out. He's a genius, that guy, John Fogarty. Killer songwriter. Uh, Sweet yeah. Sweet Dreams came out in 1983, which I think that's pretty typical of the era and the sound of it. But that song has been covered so many times um, by yeah. so many different people. Did you dig the Marilyn Manson version? Did you ever hear that? I did, yeah. Did you yeah, dig I it? Yeah, I did. Actually, yeah, I like it. I actually really think um, I really like a lot of what Manson does. Um, yeah. yeah, he's actually a pretty cool artist, I reckon. Yeah, he's cool. All right. Um, now, you are quite an iconic person, particularly in Australia, and a lot of other musicians, um, I'd say, would call you a big influence on them. Was there a, a moment where you knew that, you know, being um, an artist was was going to be your, your career and your path? I think that – I think I always – I was always so into music from a young age, mm. um, and I had the you know I had this kind of loose ideas about what it would be to be a performer or whatever. But I didn't think I took it seriously until maybe I got out of high school because um, I played in a bunch of bands in high school and kind of had an idea, and that sort of formed into hey, you know, I really want to work at this and you know make this a thing. Yeah. So sometime. Yeah, after high school. Was there a, a song or a band that really solidified that? Yeah, Soundgarden. Oh, um, banger. Great band. For sure. And uh, uh, Super Unknown just ripped my head off. It ripped my head apart. Yeah. Um, and that sort of came out at the time I was graduating or maybe slightly. It came out in before. 1994, Super Unknown. Uh, just before, yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, so what a record. Yeah, there's a lot of bangers on there. Black Hole Sun obviously is off that one. Um, mm. And the song that you chose was Fell on Black Days, which is more of a, I would say it's probably a more mellower track compared to some of the others on the album. Yeah, yeah, I, I just love it. I love how, how kind of it's a bit cold and a bit alone and yeah. but then it kind of really surges and charges home at the end. Um, and Cornell's vocals are just... Off the chart. Oh, I love, the I chart. love him. I'm, yeah, that, the fact that he's so like no longer here anymore is an absolute tragedy. But mm. um, he left us with some beautiful, beautiful music, and I'm very thankful that we all get to enjoy that still. Um, now, moving on, your favourite tour or tour moment? Is there a song that relates back to that? A tour moment? Um, yeah. Probably one of my favourite tours that we did, uh, as you mentioned at the start of this, would be Muse. 
only because at the time birds were touring with them. And I'm pretty sure across the board, across all five of us, we are just huge fans of that band and have been since day dot. So it really was a bit of a, um, a dream tour. Do you but, remember uh, what year this was? And was this in this was in Australia, wasn't it? This is an Australian tour. Ooh, this is going back about five <laughs> years. Am I pushing you? Uh, would it, five years. Okay. Two. So twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. We, we might have to Google that one. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> Maybe it was the start of 16, I can't okay. remember. But the track that, has, that sort of opened me to Muse was Plug In Baby. I don't oh. think I heard anything like that yeah. come out of the gates and sort of hit me in the face like that. So it was just, just an incredible band. I think Matt Bellamy's such a such an incredible writer. And, and, and for a three-piece, yeah. they just hold it down. Like they're just yeah. such a big-sounding band. Did you fanboy? Did you have a moment? Or, or were like you're pretty cool when you met them. Uh, I think I tried to be cool, <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, in my mind, when I look at those situations, <clears throat> situations where I get to meet some, you know, heroes and whatnot, yeah. in my mind, when I look back, and to me, I go, "Yeah, I handled that cool. I was cool. That means yeah. I wasn't. That means I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I was just cracking up, and you know, I don't. I've never been good at those situations, but yeah, they were they were lovely. That was super cool. Uh, I think there was only one moment where I lost my shit proverbially is when I I had I met um, Chino from the Deftones. Oh my yeah. god! I just literally was just standing there like, ha <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what yeah. to say. It was so bad. But other than that, I've been pretty good. Um, now my next question for you. Now you're, I guess you're a rock guy. Would you say you're a rock guy or a metal guy? Mum. <laughs> Well, yeah. If you compare the two, I think I feel more rock. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if we we're gonna, if I was gonna say, show me a, an absolute banger, but not your genre, something completely different. What would you choose? Um. Well, there's a track that I've been listening to mm-hmm. called "Run" by Joji, who is um, he's a Japanese artist, uh, yes. but he's also like he's a singer, songwriter, performer, comic. Actor, he's a bit of oh, a he's a okay. Uber, so Uber. I did look him up. I looked up a little mm-hmm. bit of info on him. All I could see was that yes, he was from Osaka. Um, this track that you've chosen, um, "Run," only came out this year in February, so it's very fresh. Right. How did you find him? Um, I think I, I picked him up on the Jays. I reckon, oh, um, I and I'm loving. I'm loving. Man, you're so cool. I'm loving access to Shazam. Anything that comes on the radio, I'm just like, boom. <laughs> and, that is uh, pretty that's handy. How I, yeah, and, then, and that's how I sort of find new stuff. But he's, he's just awesome. He's got this other track called Dancing in the Dark, and yeah. he's pretty pretty fascinating. I think he kind of got his light through uh, as a comic comedian. So mm-hmm. yeah, He was on Jimmy Fallon recently. Mm, there's a hell of a lot to it. He's cool. Um, I did listen to the track. It reminds me of a, a bit of a James Blake kind of vibe. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I dig that sort of shit yeah. too. Mm. Um, now, in the tour van, you've obviously spent many hours, many years probably of your life um, in a tour mm. van. Is there a track that's your favourite tour van tune? Shitty Future by the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a story behind this? <laughs> 
there would be many stories, but this track, the Bronx, you know, they're just an absolute favourite band. I don't have all time, but I was going to say, up they're up there for you. They are up there for sure, yeah. I've seen them play a bunch and they're just... just have you toured with guys. them or you've just seen them play? Just seen them play, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Shitty Future is one of those songs that comes on the playlist when you're driving back from a show, mm-hmm. everyone's had a few drinks and it's getting a bit rowdy in the van. That song, I guarantee that song comes on. <laughs> they are an LA punk band. The song that you chose, Shitty Future, came out in 2006 from their self-titled album. Um, you actually are the one that told me about this band. Um, yeah. And they just seem like a fun, party, good time type of a vibe. Like I feel like you'd put them them on and it would always be a good time. Yeah, and they're, they're awesome and they kick ass live. I mean, that record is probably my favourite of... of all six or seven that they've done, and Matt, the front man, is, he's just a party. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's a good time. Awesome, awesome. Uh, now, we're obviously in the time of the Rona right now. Um, a lot of our mutual friends and half a million people in the music <laughs> industry in Australia are out of work, which is a huge um, tragedy, and it's... I guess, you know, I feel like everybody's in the same boat, but it's really tough. And I imagine that everybody um, is struggling with either anxiety, depression, feeling uncertain about how the future's going to look. So I asked you to pick a track that has either pulled you out of dark times or been a bit of a strength anthem for you. What did you choose? I picked Eyeless by Slipknot. (laughs) <laughs> now, now this is actually a surprise pick because this is a very I mean people who um, if people don't know who Slipknot are they are a very I guess you would call them a dark band they wear masks oh, yeah. they their music is very heavy it's mm. I guess is it's a bit of new metal but I guess it's just more metal straight up metal I suppose. I mean, yeah, apologies to the metal purists out there because I probably don't know my subgenres very well. But um, the track Eyeless came off the um, the 1999 released album, which is produced by Ross Robertson, who I think most metal fans would probably know. Uh, Ross is like a famous producer who's done Corn, Limp, Limp Biscuit, sorry, Deftones at the drive-in. He's produced. It's probably some of the biggest metal albums of our time. What was it about mm. this track, Eyeless, that just or this album that that sort of brings you out of the out of the shit? Well, it, it, I think it's more about whenever whenever I feel I'm in the shit or going through the shit. Mm. I don't really seem to gravitate to, you know, the sort of more uh, melancholy, downtrodden, sad sort of songs and spaces mm-hmm. you can go to to get relief and that's great a lot of people do mm. i go the other way to some really hard confronting metal only because it mm. kind of just gears you up and that's true. i don't know makes you charge a bit harder and gives you a bit of armor against yeah. the shit that's going on and i just think uh, I, I, to be honest i don't even know i don't even know what the song's really about eyeless but it's just got such like a fuck you about <laughs> it like i think he, I, I think he says <laughs> fuck, fuck you quite a few times I'm pretty sure yeah. he does. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure he does. And it's just uh, uh, one of the heaviest, heaviest tracks. I just think it's it's powerful. And I think 
in times like that when we're feeling a bit overwhelmed yeah. and a bit uncertain, just reach for whatever you find powerful and use it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, now, a couple of little, uh, just we're sort of, we're getting towards the, the tail end now. Um, I've just got a couple of rapid fire little questions. Mm. So I'm just going to shoot sort of two names at you and you just got to pick one or the other. Um, don't sure. think, don't think about it too much. Um, I may or may not quiz you on it afterwards, depending on your answers. Okay. Cool. Ready? Mm. Oasis <laughs> or Blur? Blur. Really? Okay. I need to know why. Cause everyone else well, says Oasis. <laughs> tough call. Mm. Super like two amazing bands. So that's a yes. really tough call. I know. But I would say I'm a Blur fan. I'd like through and through. So okay. love Blur. Like love them. So, yeah, they are incredible. But then right. again, Oasis have wrote some incredible music as well, so tough call. Yeah. Okay, Metallica or Pantera? Pantera. <laughs> Pantera funny. for sure. I, I kind of missed the Metallica thing. Um, okay. I've actually only, only, only found a, a, an appreciation for them later on down the track. Yeah. I think I had my head buried in all the grunge stuff when yeah. Metallica were doing their thing. I don't know. I think Metallica was kind of before the grunge thing as well. I guess you kind of either rode the 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 hair metal, the hair rock wave, and the, or you kind of went for the grunge and new metal thing. Uh, all right. Yeah. Ne- ne- next yeah, yeah. next one is uh, Kendrick or Kanye. <laughs> oh, tough. <laughs> Kanye? Oh, see, you're actually picking other ones that most people don't pick, which is interesting. Do you have a, – is there a reason? Is there something that's pulling you more towards the Kanye? Oh, he's just a bit cooked. He's a bit out there, I reckon. <laughs> he's in such an interesting artist. I, I, he I, is, yeah. I kind of get drawn into to his world. and I don't, I, I don't know how good or how right it is, but I do like a lot of the music. The dude makes and you know my tw- twisted beautiful dark fantasy. I just oh I love that album. So good. All of the lights. Um, it's so good. Although um, Kenny is a bit of a on a on a different level. He's just a bit of a a wizard. Um, yeah, he is. So just yeah, yeah, hardcore. Can't hard for you. All right, uh, Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Ah, okay, there you go. So you're on the uh, East Coast. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm on the West Coast. I should have gone too back, but hey. Yeah. Uh, look, you, you love you, – you, it's just an instinct. Like a, It's a call that I want you to make in, in that moment. So you go with Biggie. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, mm-hmm. this one, the next one is Katy Perry or Taylor Swift. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. My last guest said the same thing. He was like, "I don't really know either of them." <laughs> yeah, then I ta- don't. Don't ta- skip. Don't care. I don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, I don't not care, enough information. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, ACDC or Cold Chisel? Oh, ooh, I. Oh man, these are tough calls. ACDC. <laughs> I've, 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 we won't pretend I've that you just came off tour with Cold Chisholm. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no slag on there. But I think I've just lived with ACDC longer. Yeah. Um, you know, they, 
really had a yeah incredible band both incredible bands do you have a favorite do you have a favorite track acdc track that's your absolute like banger back in black is just a go-to i actually did i I haven't done it in age in a long time but when um years ago i used to sort of listen to a lot of music in the car yeah and i would just go for an acdc week so every time I was in the car, it was just Were you really angry that. that week? Or? No, I was just cruising around, just listening to ACDC. It's actually funny. There's a dude who lives in my neighbourhood um, and he's got an ACDC car. It's a, it's a, a, a Mitsubishi what? Red Lancer with a ACDC decal all around it. He's got, it's like, I think it's one of the, the covers of the record and he gets out every now and then and I see him around the shops. He's got this like <laughs> mullet. He's just, and he goes around just windows down cranking ACDC <laughs> everywhere he goes. It's I love this. Thing. I love yeah, this. Yeah. He's, he's, in, he's in Maylands. If you're in Maylands, check him out. Oh, he brings such joy Oh, that, That's good. I'm glad there's people like that in the world, especially right now, because I feel like the world needs um, ACDC lovers. Did you Did you go to the Highway to Hell thing that they had recently? Did you? I, I didn't. I missed it. I think I was away or something. There was like... No, I didn't go. Oh, they yeah. had this thing. Did you know what it was? They they blocked off yeah. a whole highway in Perth, and then they had all these bands playing ACDC covers down the back of a truck down Canning Highway in in Perth. For those who don't know, yeah. Um, apparently, it was amazing. All right, now the last yeah. one. This is this is this is a big one. Okay, get ready. <laughs> crowded house or split ends? Oh, crowded house. Okay, now and you have to pick a, a song. You have to pick one of their absolute bangers that you love because only because um, they are probably, I think they're probably the two of the greatest songwriters of all time, um, Tim Finn and Neil Finn. Um, and I was telling on the last episode that um, I was on a tour to the Great Ocean Road. I'm, I'm assuming you've been down the Great Ocean Road in Victoria mm-hmm. from Melbourne to Warrnambool. And uh, we were in a little tour bus. There was 12 of us with my ex. And um, the only CD they had in the van was the Crowded House Greatest Hits. And I was mm. beside myself. I was so happy. So, and it was just me, my ex, some Chinese tourists, and a couple of Germans. So I put them on. What a party. <laughs> I literally sang the whole album the whole way back. And then when we got back to Melbourne, my ex was so angry. He was like, Why'd you sing the whole way home? I was like, Excuse me? It's a crowded house. I was educating everyone. You're welcome. That's what I do. So, yeah, yeah. so rude. Um, what's your favourite crowded house track, if you could pick one? Um, six months in a leaky boat. Oh, really? I spent six months in a leaky boat. That's your favourite. Yeah, I find there's something quite charming and kind of kooky about that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Good and I, I, I agree that. Um, yeah, Neil's just I don't know, Neil Tim. Yeah, Neil's just such an amazing songwriter. Yeah, they're like, incredible. How? How do you? Do all that, like what? Uh, I don't know. All right, bonus question: Is there mm-hmm. a song that you've ever, like, you've sung, not necess- not on stage? I'm talking in general life, where you've got the lyrics wrong, but you've just fully committed. You always thought the lyrics were that, and then someone's corrected you, and you've realised that you've had the lyrics wrong the whole time. Pretty much every song <laughs> outside the ones I've written. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's been times where um, we've sung Nirvana and I've had to correct you multiple times. <laughs> I'm a shocker for it, <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, I actually think, oh, where did I read this? 
I think when you hear a melody and lyrics come at you and your brain gets the melody but mm. interprets the lyrics differently. I think it's called Mondegreening. It is called Mondegreens, yes. That's right. Ah, so you knew that. I was gonna so that was gonna be my little pop quiz if you knew what that was, but you got it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, I mean I do it all the time. And then the, like years later, someone will be seeing it and I'll be like, Is that what the lyrics are? <laughs> ah. Man, I've been seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Did I, tell you, did I tell you this? It happened to me with the Stone Roses recently. Right. Like in the last, I think in the last year, that song, I Want to Be Adored. Have you heard that song? Yeah. I thought it was, I Want to Be Your Dog. <laughs> like for years. And now, I, I swear to God, if you put it on, you will, you will never be able to unhear it. I want to be your dog. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realised there's actually some other song called I Want to Be Your Dog. I think it's like a punk, like a Sex Pistols type of vibe. Anyway, that's the only one that I think I've fucked up because I like to think that I'm perfect. You know the lyrics all the time from uh, buying Smash Hits magazine and reading the lyric sheets. Um, cool. Yep. Now we've we've reached the end um, of all the of all the questions. Um, I was going to mention Support Act, which I did talk about a little bit in the introduction. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you're on board with what Support Act do um, and how mm-hmm. important they are to musicians and um, artists and road crew in Australia. Um, the whole point of this podcast was that I wanted to raise awareness and hopefully some of the listeners will want to um, donate to Support Act. Um, what have, have you done some work with them recently? I thought I, I think I saw a video online that you did. Yeah, I'm always yeah yeah we we we've, we've been involved um, to a point where just sort of putting you know a face and a name to a cause. Mm-hmm. Support Act, um, they are such a great cause. They're uh, they're really a great platform for helping out the Aussie industry and have yeah. been there for quite some time yeah. helping out you know the guys behind the guys behind the guys right down to crew yeah. and whatnot and. Uh, yeah. At the moment, due to this COVID-19 thing and the fact that, you know, the uh, public space bans and the numbers that go with that, a lot of the industry is just ground to a halt. Yeah. It really has. Uh, and, you know, some of these venue operators and uh, promoters, festival promoters, mm-hmm. right down to crew, mm-hmm. um, it's all just sort of stopped for them. So they've lost, they've lost income and, you know, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that's that's the whole reason I did want to, to do something. I know it's only a small thing, but to, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm planning to speak to a lot of hopefully the road crew themselves because I just think people don't hear, people don't understand quite what these people do and just how committed they are to, um, you know, bringing the shows that that we love so much. So, yeah. Um, yeah, support Sorry. act. Everyone. Throw your dollars their way if you can. Um, now, before you go, um, obviously you're going to have a little bit of time off. We don't know how much time off we're going to be having, but Birds is obviously in an album cycle. Um, you guys, Human Design, coming yeah. out very soon. Coming out on uh, April 24th. Ooh, that's really soon. That's in like two weeks. So soon. Um, yes. So, yeah, Birds have new music coming out, which is awesome. Um I am in and out of the studio with the Carnival Lads working on some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're just going to have to figure out how to do it from separate places for a while. <laughs> I so. You know, <laughs> I so. It's like 
so weird. Yeah, it is weird. I feel like birds are probably accustomed to it because I think you guys have lived kind of all over the place for a little while. You guys are kind of used to it. But, um, yeah, yeah, I saw the Carnival Sound Awake 10-year, is that what it is, tour? Yeah, the decade tour for Sound Awake, which we had um, ready for April, which, of course, had been, you know, moved. Everything's been bumped, yep. Everything's been pushed, so we're going to um, hit that again in September, yep. um, which is going to be awesome. But, God, that sounds far away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's September. Well, hopefully <laughs> it's going to go super fast because I know everybody out there is, well, particularly, you know, you know the, the heavy fans that are listening um, are just hanging. Carnival fans are such committed um, obsessive people and I love that you guys have that sort of following I think that's so awesome I mean I, I, I count myself in that too um, yep. alright well Kenny I will let you go for tonight thank you so much for being part of Isolate you've chosen some awesome tracks I'm sure everybody's going to love it it's going to be up on the Spotify Spotify playlist if I can talk at all um, so using Spotify is also a great way. If you're not able to contribute to support act, you can stream your favorite artists on Spotify and they will get, you know, maybe four cents or something, but Hey, every little bit counts, I think. <laughs> so th- thank you, Kenny, much gratitude. I'm so thankful that you could be part of it. So thank you so, you're welcome. so much. <laughs> My pleasure, buddy. Alrighty.